The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, everybody, and welcome to AJ's Analysis. Uh, we have a fun episode planned for you today. Um, it's your host, AJ Sabalski. Please come on in, uh, share your comments, your thoughts. We're going to be doing some AFC reverse rankings and, <clears throat> you know, recap the ESPYs a little bit. I'm here with my former, you know, college friend, Ben Shoup. He's over at Built in Buffalo. Um, you know, we both then SUNY Brockport and we're, you know, both doing our own thing now. And hopefully that leads to some cool things for each of us. And Ben's got really good insight. So Ben, how are you doing today? And, you know, what have you been up to? What do you got going on? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, it's it's the off season, so just waiting for it. But you know, I'm over at Built in Buffalo, um, writing some articles, just doing a show. I have my own show over there called Buffalo Sports Banter, um, with my co-host Hunter Lober Cummins. Uh, just a quick quick overview of it. I mean, it's just first half. We'll talk about current Buffalo sports. Then we talk about just the history of Buffalo sports, just to teach everybody a little bit of history about the the, the city. Um, cool things may not we might not know. So if you want to come check us out, come check us out. But I'm excited to be on on joining you today. It's been a while since we've been able to you know talk some talk some football, talk some bills, and you know it's always a good time. And uh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. Um, for those who are listening, thank you. I appreciate all the listens on the audio platforms. They've been going great. Um, I really appreciate that. So keep up, keep doing that. I'll keep doing my thing, and we'll, uh, you know, Bill season's almost upon us. So before we get started, and before I give a little my thoughts on the SPs and how it all went, um, something for you know Bill's mafia member member who passed away uh, recently, Eddie. Everyone, you know, I'm sure you've heard if you're on Twitter or seeing this right now on um, the infantry. It actually is, you know, the last day you can buy these hoodies are uh, tomorrow. So please go and get those. Um, you can scan it right there if you want to go place an order and they will ship out on July 27th. So please, you know, I know Bill's Mafia does it best and they, you know, they love to support and they love to do things for other people, especially those in need. So this is something that you can do uh, to help out Nick and that whole, you know, family and, you know, what an awful awful thing you know to happen and hopefully the support keeps coming and you guys can all support so i just wanted to put that out there um so ben espies uh you know i i really i haven't really sat down and watched espies in a while and i was like you know what i have nothing to do tonight you know i I do decking all day every day so i'm working and i got home after a long day and i'm like i'll put it on i had nothing to do Uh, you know the demar hamlin tribute and him going out there and announcing the whole training staff onto the you know, onto the um, stadium or not on the stadium, onto the whatever, where everyone, where, where you're standing, everyone's in front of it. Um, 
it, it was pretty awesome. The whole tribute video, all of that stuff. Um, it really brought me back to that day. And in that moment, I was kind of like, wow. It kind of brought me back there. Like yeah. that's kind of where it brought me back to. And it was, it's just astonishing that he's, you know, got past that. The training staff really worked hard, saved his life on the field. You know, the, the head trainer, Nate Bresky made a funny comment, like, thanks for staying alive, brother. Um, I thought that was pretty funny in like a comical way, you know, just trying to make it easier. So I really thought it went well and it was just special and it brought me back. And I hope, you know, no one in the NFL has to go through that again. I hope no one in football in general has to go through that again. Um, that, that, that kind of, you know, time just kind of stopped there for, that that day and that that you know ceremony and that tribute last night really brought me back there and I just you know don't want to experience that again. Yeah, I mean it was it was this was I will say before I get into the Hamlin thing it was one of the first uh, SPs I had actually haven't watched in a while. Um, kind of was disappointed I wasn't able to catch it, but I did see the videos of Demar you know up there and the the intro the tribute video that they had for them and yeah I mean that video it it really. And even just DeMars were like, not even, they didn't even really say anything up there. They just all came up and, you know, hugged each other. And it was, it, it really was just an emotional moment. I think a lot of people felt it, not even just football fans. And I, that was the one thing that this whole situation is crazy. It makes it crazier is that it, it was, this wasn't just fo- football player people there. This wasn't just sports fans. This was everybody. If you, were even just in Cincinnati or in Buffalo. I mean, everybody was affected by it. I mean, I know I, I at that time I was working um, over at a school and that whole week it was just, it was really weird. Everybody was waiting for updates. Everybody was just talking about, you know, what happened and it, it really was shocking. And that, that it did bring back a lot of, you know, of those memories of that night and how, like you said, it just, it really, everything just seemed to freeze and nobody knew what was happening and it was just crazy, but it, it, it is a miracle. It's amazing that he's here and just those people, that group of people just being honored is perfect. It was a perfect thing to do. And, you know, I'm really, really just happy that DeMar's here and he's going to be suiting up soon. I mean, that's the other thing too. In three weeks, four weeks, he's going to be you know on a football field, hitting some, hit some uh, other 300 pound men, 200 pound men. And, you know, it's it's I I'm interested to see how he is when he's back because it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to at least see him on the football field. I know at least that first hit though that he tries to go make. I'm gonna be holding my breath. Everybody I think will be, but I think we all know that he he should be should be okay at least. But um, yeah, excited to see him back on the field. Yeah, and the the other thing about this whole you know Demar Hamlin. I think it was awesome that the SPs did that and gave it to, you know, the Pat Tillman award to the Bills training staff for what they did, saving his life on a football field. Um, you know, that's something that just, just amazing. But for DeMar Hamlin to put himself out there on that stage, be vulnerable, show emotion, watch a whole video and go relive, you know, that those moments again in front of a, you know, a crowd of several people. I don't really think that's been talked about much. Um, I think that shows a lot of courage from him and, you know, maybe, I think the hardest battle he's going to face is the mental, the mental aspect of this. How is he going to handle it mentally? You know, you're talking about football in three weeks, but when he actually puts the pads on and he's actually at training camp and stuff, and stuff like that, is he going to be able to, you know, get over the mental block? You saw Trey white. I mean, they, they showed Trey white in that video clip of him just, you know, in tears, like freaking out. Like he was very, very emotional about it. And for a guy that was coming off an ACL injury, you know, you could tell that something mentally was preventing him. You know, you could tell physically he was there. He was practicing, you know, week in, week out. He might have not been a hundred percent, but I think he was probably ready to go. That delayed that process, um, the, the mental part of it. So I'm not expecting much from Hamlin. It's going to be, 
being at a game or watching it on TV, seeing him out there, it's going to be you know stressful if he goes to make that play. But that's you know that's football, and that's the risk you're willing to take. Well, I was gonna say it's it's this is one of the few injuries and events in sports that now him coming back and coming back from this type of injury. It's almost, I mean, it, I'm not just because also we don't know what's going on in his head, but it, it's one of the few injuries that it's almost like the fans are going to be on the edge of their seat seeing this guy back on the field. They're going to be nervous for it, where when it's like an ACL or if it's even just just broken arm or something, these guys come back and it's like, okay, they're back on the field. But with DeMar, it's going to be, I mean, that whole stadium in MetLife, especially we were, well, probably preseason before that, it's, it's going to be when he goes to make that first tackle, it's it, people are going to be, you know, holding their breath and hoping. And I mean, I think we, I'm hoping again, we, we see that he gets right back up and he's good and everything, but it, it's, it is going to be one of those things where it's, you know, you're just, you're going to see him go make that hit for the first time and be like, Oh, here we go. It's, you know, it's happening. And, but it's going to happen sooner or later. And the reaction is probably going to be crazy once he does actually make that first tackle and that first hit. Yeah. And not, my buddy Nate Styles in the comments here. I really enjoyed the Liam Hendricks story. Very touching. Yeah, the, the Liam Hendricks story last night uh, at the ESPYs where he, you know, was in the MLB, then cut by five teams, then all the way down to AAA, and then his wife was like, look, this guy just turned something. Like, he was playing for his job. He was pitching for his job weekend, or, you know, every time he was on the mound, he was pitching for his job. And then he ended up in the majors, was a three-time All-Star, played 2022 with, you know, not Hodgkin's lymphoma, stage four, battled through that and was back in five months. So like the whole, like the whole story was just crazy. His speech was amazing. Um, you could tell, um, you know, him and his wife had a great relationship. It was something that they were kind of hand in hand going through this together, every battle, every chemo treatment, every, you know, radiation side by side. Um, and he, he said it was much of her trophy. He got the, uh, you know, what, what's the award, the uh, perseverance award. Uh, I have it right here. Uh, it's not popping up. Where is it? I guess it's, oh yeah. The Jimmy V Jimmy V award, yes, Jimmy V award. Um, you know, it was much his as his wife's. So it was just a really touching story. I really enjoyed that part of the, you know, the last piece and it was a really good, really good, uh, you know, pr- presentation. So let's move on to these AFC reverse rankings. Probably what more people want to listen to and talk about here. So, uh, ben, I'll let you start because I already gave on my Twitter. I just posted like my 16 through 10 list. So I'll get, I'll let you start with 16, give a little explanation. Um, you know, we're probably going to go, you know, you know, another half hour, maybe a little more after that. So let's, let's get this rolling and give me your 16th best team in the AFC, which I will say was a very hard task to put this list together. Yeah. That, I was going to say right, right there. Like you said, it, this the AFC is just was unreal. And we talked about it a little bit before we hopped on here, just how, we have kind of similar ideas, but they'll probably be a little different because it's just a lot of these teams are close, but 16. I mean, I, I, I hate to do it to them again, but it's the Houston Texans. I mean, I like what they did this off season. I'll say that I, I've said it to you right before we hopped on. I like what they did, but it's still, they're ways away. Still they're unproven, right? They're, they're they, they just got their rookie quarterback. We'll see how he does. Um, but I, I do like some of the things they did to bring it in Singletary. They got a good backfield now. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see um, Will Anderson too, as well, up there. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good good young squad. I'm excited to see them, but I, I just don't see them finishing. I don't see them finishing above two other teams, or at least there's two teams that I can see finishing below them. But I still don't think they'll do it. 
Yeah, I have the same team at 16, uh, the Houston Texans. D'Amico Ryans, obviously, I think the defense is going to play competitive, fiery, aggressive. Um, he doesn't really that, – that's his kind of embodiment. That's what he puts on display on the sideline is he wants to be aggressive. He's energetic. He's enthusiastic. I like, um, you know, C.J. Stroud draft pick. He was my quarterback, too, um, in the draft. And then I really like John Machi, who's going to be coming back this year. Uh, they they drafted Tank Dow, who was, you know, when I saw him down at the Senior Bowl, it was like – Lightning, like legit, could separate at any point at any level. Um, one on one, obviously, there's questions about his durability, height, weight, all that stuff. But one on one on an island, he's hard to beat. And then they added Dalton Schultz, a very proven tight end who can give them reps in the red zone and give them a solid option over the middle. And obviously, you mentioned it, Will Anderson. They still have Bills, you know, former Bill Jerry Hughes over there, who actually had a really good year last year for the Texans. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the backfield, Singletary, Pierce. I think they got better this offseason. I think they found a coach, but I'm still going to have to put them at 16 just because they have the rookie quarterback. Um, and I don't I don't see enough playmaking and on the defensive side of the ball enough playmaking as well for, for them to move up any higher than 16. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just for me, like, like I said, I, I mean, I will say this, though, that their division could help them with how – bad that division is because it's really what is it the Jags are really the only team I see making the playoffs there um maybe one more but um yeah I it's it's they're they're gonna have another long season but um I'll get into 15 then number 15 I think I think we might have this one different this is another team that I almost put up a little higher I really did but due to their division and due to the changes they've made on their team I think they're gonna take another step back and it's the, it's the Las Vegas Raiders. And the big thing is, is for me is Josh Jacobs might not be there to start. Okay. So like that for me is a huge thing. If they don't have Josh Jacobs, you might as well say that they're the worst team in, in this whole entire conference. I mean, I would put them below the Texans, but it's close with Josh Jacobs. I don't think he holds out the whole season. I think they do end up giving him his money, but I mean, this team just is uninspiring, especially on the defensive side. I mean, Belisle Nichols, Max Crosby, Chandler. I mean, Chandler Jones has not really been that amazing since he's got there. He's been good, but he hasn't been that amazing. I mean, Max Crosby's obviously Max Crosby, but who do they really have on this defense? Not, not really anybody. Um, and then Jimmy G. I mean, I don't even think that's an upgrade from Derek Carr. So it's it's if if it is if it is it's by the slimmest of margins. So it's really not it's not a good not a good thing at quarterback there. I do like that what they do have on the weapons though. I love Jacoby Myers, uh Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and then they picked up um Mayer in the draft. So I, I like the weapons, but again, they, they got a little bit to go, especially on the defensive side. And I do not trust Josh McDaniels as a head football coach. I don't don't know why he has a job again. And I don't see it lasting very long, especially with the direction I think the next at least two years are going to go in Las Vegas. Yeah, my 15 is the Tennessee Titans. Um, Here, I I like Mike Vrabel, and I think he's a good coach. But it gets to a point where I think this team is going to have to – they're not going to try to on purpose. I don't think that's going to happen. But they're going to have to go through a rebuild. And, you know, drafting Levis this year, I think – a little one year, maybe Ryan Tannehill kind of let's see if he can progress behind him. Um, maybe that'll happen. But I, I just think the Titans across the board, the receiving room is just below average. Derrick Henry's good. I like the running back room, Tajay Spears, who they drafted. Um, he's a really good player. I think he can be special, but 
the 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 receiving room doesn't scare me. The tight end doesn't scare me. Um, I, I like the Peter Scrancy draft pick. He's a really good guard. He'll be a plug and play for them. And then on the, on the defense, Jeffrey Simmons, obviously everyone knows him and Kevin Byard, who they were actually able to get back. But no one really else on that defense is scary to me. Um, I, I think they're they're a team that's kind of been on the decline, and they have they hit their peak a couple of years ago, and I think that's going to continue. I don't think Ryan Tannehill's that great of a quarterback. If you put great players around him, like an AJ Brown, um, a Corey Davis, guys like that, uh, you know, you're going to have a, a solid chance to be contenders, not a Super Bowl contender, but a playoff contender. Uh, and then that that's kind of where I'm at with them. I think they're just on the decline, and that's where I expect them to continue. Yeah, they're actually my number 14. I If it wasn't for Mike Vrabel, though, they would be number 16 on this list, without a doubt. I, I don't I think the only reason they're even going to compete this year is because of Mike Vrabel. He's I mean he's a great coach, one of the, I think the most underrated coaches in the league. But like you said, on offense, what do they have besides Derrick Henry? I mean, that's it. And he's he's not going to get any younger, right? He's got a lot of mileage on him, and I don't think he's going to take a huge step back or anything. But it's when you when you all now all of a sudden have Westbrook. Westbrook, I'm going to mispronounce that, but Westbrook, um, Ikine, I'm mispronouncing that, but Phil and Phillips is your number, number two and three receiver, and Traylon Burks is your number one. I mean, Traylon Burks isn't a horrible football player. Don't get me wrong. He's not at all a bad player, but he's not a number one. He's not, to me, he's not close to a number one. Um, and it's just, I, I don't really know what the direction of this team is going to be because Levis is drafted and he's not looking better than. Willis, even though Willis is might get cut at the same time, like I, I'm a little confused on it because it's like, what do I thought Tannehill was going to be gone at the end of the season? He's back, but it's I just really am confused on the direction of this team. If I was Mike Rabel, I would say, hey, look, just trade me somewhere, trade me as a coach. I know it's it's so rare for that to happen, but what did they have there? They don't have really anything to build around for the future, right? I mean. Yeah, that's just the way I see it. Is there's not much to build on in the future there, and there's not really much direction it seems, and nobody seems to be on the same page in that building. Hundred percent. My fourteen is your fifteen, the Las Vegas Raiders. And by the way, we did not share a list before this. This is all just we're going on the fly here. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. You said it. I think losing Darren Waller is a big loss, even though he was he had trouble staying on the field. I think that's a big loss. Tight ends very. You know, key position when you have a premier guy at that position, um, it's really important. Uh, Josh Jacobs, like you said, who knows if he can play. Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro. That's a solid receiving room. If Jimmy G can get something going, uh, that's not a bad receiver room. They have, I think, a great, you know, two tight end kind of if they want to run some 12 personnel with Michael Meyer and Austin Hooper. That's that's not bad for me. But like you said, it comes down to the defense for me. Uh, Mac, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. Um, you know, those are the names that stick out on that defense. But besides that, it's kind of a question mark. I'm not I'm not high on the Raiders. I think Jimmy G, like you said, is he an upgrade from Derek Carr? Maybe he's a better game manager. Maybe he can you know keep the ball away and not turn the ball over as much as a Derek Carr. Um, but at the same time, I think Derek Carr is a better thrower of the ball. I think he makes the bigger play. So maybe it'll balance out. Who knows? But I don't think Jimmy G was a product of San Francisco 49ers, just like you know, half the, you know, Brock Purdy, yes, he's a rookie and he was mystery relevant. He had, he made some nice plays, but when you're putting a Kyle Shanahan offense, it makes things easier. Um, that's just true. That's just what happens. Um, so I think Jimmy G, although has had a good career and when he got traded to New England and, or from New England to 
you know, San Fran and all that stuff. He had a good year. He's had a good career, but I think, you know, at some point the real Jimmy G comes out and I think what a great spot other than, uh, you know, the Vegas Raiders. Yeah. I mean, I think top three, like I said before, it, we're going to probably be very similar on it, but just a little bit different. And I don't know if we'll be the same on this one, but it's a team I also almost put up a little higher, but I, I'm not going to. I'm going to keep them where they are just because, again, unproven, mostly because of the quarterback. And it's the Indianapolis Colts uh, with Anthony Richardson now leading the way. I love the pick. I mean, he was my QB one. I know that that was a very controversial thing, but I I mean, I think if you can teach him and if you can at least let him learn the game a little more, he showed to me signs of being potentially being a great quarterback in the NFL. But my only concern is I wish they would have done more on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Obviously everybody knows how good he is. Michael Pittman jr. Love him. I mean, I think he's one of the most underrated receivers in the league. He just hasn't had a quarterback that's been under the age of 39 in the past three years. Um, and then like what Alec Pierce, Isaiah McKenzie. I mean, I, I, I love McKenzie, but he's again, not a, not a guy that you can rely on time after time after time. So I, I'm, I'm a little curious to see how this team does defensively. I'm excited to see Julius Brents, uh, he's a guy that I was not unbelievably high on, but I was—I definitely am excited to see how he does in the NFL. I think he's a great, you know, great athlete can really go out and make some plays. So I'm excited to see how their defense does, um, and I'm excited also to see a rookie head, a head coach as well. But that's that's the reason that's holding them back is rookie head coach, rookie, rookie quarterback usually doesn't add up for success, um, except for unless you're the Pittsburgh Steelers way back in the mid to that early 2000s. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, the Colts, I'm going to keep them there at 13. I, I would not be shocked though, if they jump up to that 10 range by the end of the season. Yeah, uh, I do indeed also have the Colts at 13. Um, they're, they're my 13th best team. I, I you know, you, you're not very, very high on Julius Prince. I am very, very high on Julius Prince. Um, he was the guy at the senior bowl that stood out. I got to interview him. He's just a baller, dude. Like freak athlete, wingspan, can, you know, very physical at the point of attack, very physical at the line of scrimmage, um, you know, very good hips, fluidity. So he's just a really, you know, overall good player. I really like that draft pick. Um, but yeah, across the board, obviously, Anthony Richardson, you know, who is he going to be? Can he figure it out? I think having Jonathan Taylor as your bell cow back as a rookie who needs to develop is a, is a good thing. Uh, that's going to help him. I like, I like Pittman Pearson downs. Josh downs was, you know, one of the best pure slots in this draft class. They got him. Isaiah McKenzie is going to be your, you know, gadget guy. He can't be, he proved last year. And if you watch any of his tape or look at his stats or how he was, Isaiah McKenzie proved last year he's not a slot receiver. He's not a consistent guy that you can rely on. He's not – he can't be on the field all the time. He has no blocking capability. Um, so, yes, he's going to be the gadget guy for them. I think they don't have the worst, you know, receiver core. I like Jelani Woods. They obviously have the best left guard in football or one of in Quentin Nelson. The defense concerns me a little bit. Um, the Forrest Buckner, he's getting older. I like Quiddy Pay. And then, like I said, Julius Brents and Kenny Moore. Um, you know, those are two good corners. So I like I like the team. Are they ready to be in the top ten going into this year? No, but could they surprise people? I think yes. I think if Anthony Richardson can figure it out early, then maybe there's a shot that they sneak in um, to the playoffs. But I, I doubt that. Um, that's why I put them at. Let's see, what are we at here? I put them at thirteen. Yeah, I mean, now this is start starts to get where it starts to get a little tough to me. Um, I I actually just switched it again because I keep contradicting myself on this one. 
But 12, I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. And that, that again, these next three teams for me might be the team that I can see any three of these next three teams just being that team that makes me look like an idiot. But they're just teams that I don't know what to expect from because especially with the Browns, you have Deshaun Watson who wasn't horrible. He really wasn't. But he wasn't Deshaun Watson, right? He wasn't close to that. And right. he doesn't look like a guy that can be – a superstar MVP caliber quarterback that's competing for MVPs and competing to go to a Super Bowl. But I will say they do have a solid team. That's the thing is, will that help him? Will now in a couple, a year under his belt back in the NFL help him? I don't know. I mean, obviously they got Amari Cooper there. Who's great. This defense I'm expecting to be pretty good. Um, but I just, I, I don't – I also am not a big fan of these teams that run, run, run and are a big running team and then all of a sudden towards the end of the season just kind of not abandon it but just like forget that they have Nick Chubb on their team. I mean every year and I know this, it's, this is the only reason that I think everybody notices it is because, again, in fantasy he doesn't get the same – like the touches he usually does um, or at least he doesn't get the, the yards he usually does and he doesn't get the production he usually does. Um, and that's why people realize that Chubb is not really used again towards the end of the season. And I, I'm going to probably guess again that they'll do it again. So it's just, I, I don't know what to expect with this Browns team. I'm going to put them at 12. I think that's a good spot for them, but I don't see them coming close to a playoff team again. I don't see it. All right. <clears throat> My twelve. Is the New England Patriots? Um, I just there's nothing there. Like I get it, Bill Belichick. I get it, but what has he really done as a head coach without Tom Brady? Not much. Um, he's you know below 500 as a coach. He hasn't you know he had one good year with Matt Jones his rookie year. Then it went all downhill. I don't like that. I don't really know if they have even even a plan as to what they want to do. Um, I like. I don't think Matt Jones is that bad of a quarterback. I think he can be a a game manager, he he's shown that he has an arm. He has some accuracy. I love Ramondre Stevenson, but you know, you, Juju Smith-Schuster. If you're going into the year with Juju Smith-Schuster as your number one, a guy that has struggled to stay healthy, um, I, I don't know. I don't think that there's nothing that scares me on that on that roster. Um, the defense obviously will be good. They're going to be good, but when I look at the, in, in total their schedule, who they're playing, um, you know what? I mean, yes, they added an offensive coordinator, a guy that can actually call plays, not Matt Patricia. So that's a, that's a help. But at the same time, there's nothing that scares me about them. They're going to be closing games. If there's a team in this, you know, 10 to 16 range, that's going to make the playoffs. It'll, it would probably be the Patriots just because of that. They, they find ways to stay in games. Um, but yeah, n- nothing really scares me. I know they added some players, Mike Kosicki, uh, Matt Judon's obviously one of the best, Pass rushers, Josh Uchet is really good. And then on the, on the third level, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, a really good, you know, first-round pick. Jabril Peppers and Kyle Duggar, a good one-two combo. Um, and then Jonathan Jones, obviously a stud. So I like their secondary. Their defense is, is very good, but can, they, can can their offense do anything to keep up points? I don't know. So I have the Patriots at 12. Yeah, I actually have them at 11. Um, and I, I – I get what people are going to say that they have Bill Belichick. Like you said, they have Bill Belichick. They, they're always a team that competes, but how there's only so much teams can take of this. What are we doing here? Especially on the offensive side of the ball. It's now three straight years where Mac Jones has a new offensive coordinator. That's not an easy thing for a quarterback to go through. And he's just had rotation after rotation of these guys that, and even last year didn't know what he was doing. I mean, for, for, 
Mac Jones is supposed to be this this quarterback that was after his rookie year. Well, that was amazing his rookie year. That's all I heard. And then he comes in, and I don't even think a lot of it was his fault because again, Matt Patricia, like you said, didn't know what he was doing. But I just I, I don't see this team making that many strides, especially when they're in the division they are. I mean, they're not they're they're definitely not coming in set first or second, at most third. But I don't even see that. Their offense, again, they have pieces I like defensively. They're going to be good. But at some point, it's just it's going to break. And especially now that you have these rumors coming out that what if is it Bill Belichick's last season? What is he? I mean, who knows what he'll do? Who knows what will happen? Um, But I, I just I can't see them being a playoff contender, especially with how deep this AFC is. If it was the NFC, they're making the playoffs in my opinion. Like that's, it's that simple if they were in the NFC, but they're in the AFC. They're not making the playoffs this year. If they do, I, I will, you know, I'll, I have a, my roommate who is a Pats fan. I will give him a hundred dollars right now when they make the playoffs, if they do, because I am that confident. I'll give him a thousand because I'm that confident. They're not making the playoffs. I'm sorry, but I am. I mean, I'm clipping that. I'm clipping that. All right, go ahead, because if they make the play, I mean, it's not going to go to use because I'm sorry, they're not making the play. (laughs) They're not like this is going to be the fifth straight year or sixth straight year that they're not going to win a playoff game because they're not going to get to one. And it's been now it's going on six and people are still trying to hold on to this Belichick, Belichick, Belichick. Like you said, what has he done without Tom Brady? I get it. He made the playoffs twice. They haven't won a game without him, right? I mean, they, they gave up the perfect game. He's this defensive guru, and he gave up the first ever perfect game to the Buffalo Bills. And so, I yeah, I'm going no way they make the playoffs, no way that they're going to be finish higher than ninth in this division or in this conference. Yeah, my dad live from Putacana um, with a hot take. Patriots will not win seven games this year. Um, I don't, I don't even know if that's a hot take. I mean, I, I, think I would, that, if they were in a different division, I would say it would be a hot take. But since they're in this division, I don't think it is. Okay, um, let's move on here. Um, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers at eleven. Uh, I think Kenny Pickett is a guy who can come into his own, maybe figure it out. Who knows? Uh, I like, I like what I saw from him in year one. Did I see enough? No. There's obviously got You got to see more. It's hard to, you know, after a rookie year as a quarterback to be like, wow, this is the guy. Even with Josh Allen, I, I wasn't convinced. People say it was the hurdle. The, the hurdle showed me that, yes, he could be a freak athlete, and that that's cool, and he'll put it all on the line and win games. But can he stand in the quarterback and go, you know, air to air with Pat Mahomes or Joe Burrow? Him, him hurdling Anthony Barr didn't prove that to me. Um, so that's why, you know, the whole rookie thing, it's hard for me, unless you're undoubtedly just like, really good or you know you have a really good td to interception ratio high completion percentage you're making smart plays um you know you, you, you all that stuff then i'll say okay um but yeah i like the roster deontay johnson george pickens uh, alan robinson patty french fries and darnell washington i think that's a great one-two punch darnell washington will be interesting he's a great blocker i don't know if at the nfl level if he can separate and score touchdowns is he good yes but i, I don't know if it's i don't know if he's going to be able to put it all together um, Broderick Jones, who they drafted, really like him from Georgia tackle. He's going to be a guy that can contribute. And then their defense, obviously, everyone knows TJ Watt, Cameron Hayward, um, you know, the linebackers, Alex Highsmith's been there forever. And their corner situation, they drafted Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State, a guy that was highly, you know, regarded as one of the best corners in this draft class. Um, and then 
Minka, who's their, you know, their bell cow, their guy that always is there. And then obviously Levi Wallace, former Bill, um, along with Patrick Peterson. So Steelers are my 11. They're, they're, they can do some things right. I think they give the ball to Najee Harris too much. I would like to see them use kind of a running back by committee. I think I've seen enough from Najee Harris where I'm kind of – if I was a Steelers fan or covering, covering the team, like I would be like, dude, Najee Harris, yes, he's a freak athlete. He can run downhill. But I haven't seen any bursts from him. I haven't seen any – Big plays from him. It's, you know, three, four yards, second and six, second and seven. Um, and that's really what he has been for them, and that's all he's really been. Yes, he scores touchdowns because he's getting the bulk of the carries. So my, uh, you know, 11 team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, and they are my number 10, so right after it again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I love, the, I love the Joey Porter pick. I mean, that was a steal to me, too, in the second round. I mean, I know it was the first pick in the second round, but still unbelievable pick, I think, to me. One of the biggest steals in the draft behind, I mean, I didn't even mention it when we were talking about the Patriots, Christian Gonzalez, like you said, though, was drafted. That was an unbelievable steal. That's going to be a guy that yeah. will terrorize Josh Allen for a while. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this defense, I still expect big things. I mean, I, I love the Keanu Benton pick. I, I actually love their dra- whole draft class in general. Um, but And Mike Tomlin, another coach that just knows how to get it done. Like what was their record last year? Right again, wasn't it seven? Was it seven and ten? I believe it was seven and ten. Maybe it was a they, they, bit. yeah. They they got hot late. I remember that one Sunday night game where they like they came back. It was like a low scoring battle. All their I feel like all their primetime games now that Big Ben's has been gone. It's like they play these like pretty you know above average teams and they make it close and either win or lose. But they're they're always in games, man. They're out. They always are. They were nine and ten actually. So or nine and eight. So completely wrong another but again it's just what mike mike tomlin knows how to win and now you got now you got kenny pickett taking another step hopefully another year under the belt and i like their receiving core i really do i think george pickens is a solid receiver he's not gonna i don't think ever be a stud superstar but he'll be a very good above average number two receiver in my opinion deontay johnson i like him don't love him but i like him there and then alan robinson is another guy who he's really hasn't had a, the greatest past few years mostly because he was in chicago for most of the time there then he went to la and that didn't pan out either so I, i'm interested to see how they use him in this offense but yeah i'm excited for to see this team i still think they got some work to do on that offensive line i mean majorly um but defensively i expect them to be very not top five or anything but a very good defense above average defense um probably top 10 uh pushing that top five range, but I, I, I'm excited to see the Steelers team, see Pickett take another step. And um, yeah, I'm with you on the Najee Harris thing. I'm, I am I wanted the Bills to get him when they were drafted. He was one of those guys where I thought he was, you know, going to be this unbelievable stud, one of those Saquon Barkley types. Um, but he unfortunately has not exactly been that since he's gotten to Pittsburgh, but um We'll see how they do. I, I, that's my number 10 team just on the cusp. They're actually the team. They're the number one team to me that could make me look dumb at, by the end of the season just because Mike Tomlin knows what he's doing over there. Right, right. Yeah, okay, consistency. That's what that's what I said about, you know, I made a tweet the other day. I said people can talk about how the, you know, whole AFC East is upgraded, but the one thing that, you know, the Bills have that others don't is consistency um, among co- the coaches. I know they lost Leslie Frazier, but you still have your head coach and general manager um, you know, Ken Dorsey's been in the building for a long, long time. Um, so you're, you're bringing guys in. If they, if you do bring them in, Sean McDermott has history with them or, you know, stuff like that. So they've had consistency amongst, you know, the same core, Jordan Poirier, Micah Hyde, Deion Dawkins, uh, Trey White. All these guys have been around each other for years and years. That means something and that matters. 
Um, so that's, you know, something the Steelers do have is that consistent head coach year in, year out, expecting, you, you know, when you play for Mike Tomlin as a player, you know what you're going to get. You know how you need to play. It's, you know, something that he prides himself on is playing hard and playing tough. So I and think they got one of the And they got one of the most underrated players in the league in Cameron Hayward, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, very good. Very good player. Um, so I'm going to go 10-9-8 here. We're going we're gonna to go you know, a little three-bond here. I'm going to go 10-9-8. Um, so my 10th team is the Cleveland Browns. Um, now, you know, you maybe kind of want to flip the Steelers and Browns just because of Mike Tomlin. Like, that, I think that's kind of something. Actually, when I said I switched it, that's literally what I did. I'm not going to lie. I had the Steelers at 12 and the Browns at 10, but I just swapped them. Right. Um, so, I mean, Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, if Deshaun Watson can be the player he was, you know, he used to be in Chicago or Houston. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a big help to that team and them, you know, moving forward. Nick Chubb, obviously one of the best, you know, zone runners. He's got the speed. He doesn't have any emotion. Whenever he scores a touchdown, like he, he could, he could hurdle a guy, break six tackles and stiff arm a guy to the ground and score a touchdown. He would run in, hand the ball to the ref, run back to, you know, that he has no emotion. I've never seen a guy, none. Every time I watch a guy, there's just no emotion. It's awesome. Uh, and then, you know, David Njoku, I think, is an up-and-coming tight end. He just got an extension a year, you know, last year, um, something like that. And then Elijah Moore, Cedric Tillman from Tennessee, a really good draft pick. I, I think he he was kind of a, you know, mid-tier receiver in this draft class, and for them to get him was a, a nice addition. Then, obviously, I think it, one of the best – I mean, the best pass-rushing duo in, in the NFL. I, I really do believe that. Miles Garrett to Darius Smith. I mean, dude, that is that is legit. I think. I mean, I think Miles Garrett might be one of the best pass, pass rushers, if not the best pass rusher in football. Uh, I would take him over a lot of guys. Delvin Tomlinson uh, was a really good defensive tackle, very consistent. They drafted Siakiaka from Baylor, really good defensive tackle. And then you got you know Denzel Ward, Greg Newsome. Um, your, your secondary is not too bad. Um, so I really like this team. Are they going to be good enough? That's depending on Deshaun Watson. What can he do? But you have a really good running back. You have a wide receiver one. You traded for Elijah Moore. You traded for Zadarius Smith. You got better. Stefanski's on the hot seat. If they don't do it this year, he's gone. So it's a big year for this roster, a big year for this team. I put them a ton. My nine is the Denver Broncos. Uh, Sean Payton, 20 years removed from a Super Bowl. Still, I guess, holds some weight. Um, so that's – you know, that's kind of where I'm at with them. They have a really good team. Jerry Judy, obviously, I'm waiting for him to break out. The reason I put them at nine is because I'm still skeptical of Russell Wilson. I don't know if he can be, you know, the same Russell Wilson that it was in Seattle. I don't know. Uh, I, I think he's shown – he's shown flashes last year, but he wasn't ever consistent, and he never really put a game together. I was like, wow. Half the time I checked his stats, he was, you know, 10 for 20 for 100 yards and a pick uh, at halftime or something like that. So it wasn't really anything impressive from him. Um, so that's the reason I have them at nine. I think their roster is really good. They have the best quarterback in football in Pat Sertan. Uh, you, you add Frank Clark, a guy, a veteran defensive end that can get to the quarterback. Um, I really like their team. Justin Simmons is another guy that can just, you know, ball out. I like their offensive line. So, yeah, I have them at nine. Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, very good top three. Um, I, I'm impressed with what the Broncos could do. I, I don't know if they'll do it, though, just because of Russell Wilson. And then my eighth is the – LA Chargers. Um, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy to say that they're the eighth best team because I do like the roster. I think Justin Herbert's one of the most, you know, talented quarterbacks in the NFL. 
But Brandon Staley just holds them back. I don't think their defense, J.C. Jackson's turned out to be a total bust of a free agent pickup. He's, you know, hasn't really done much for them. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with them. I think they have potential. Uh, Sante Samuel Jr., Derwin James, very good, you know, one-two punch. Or not one-two punch, but Sante Samuel across from J.C. with Derwin at safety is a very good, you know, combination. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quentin Johnston. I really like the Quentin Johnston pick. TCU rookie, um, 6'5". He can, you know, didn't remind me of Justin Jefferson, but, like, he has that big playability. I don't think – I'm not saying he's going to be Justin Jefferson. But he he is a good player. I like him. I think he was kind of disrespected as the draft process went on. Um, and obviously, Austin Eckler, that'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Who knows? Does he stay a charger? I think he does at this point. I think it would have happened by now. So I really like this roster. But I just don't know if they – it reminds me, and I, I say this over and over again when I talk about the Chargers or bring them up, it's the Phillip Rivers saga all over again. They had Phillip Rivers. They had LaDalian Tomlinson. They had, you know, all these, you know, stud receivers, um, and they just could never get it done. I feel like that's what's happening with the same team and the same, you know, it's different different players, different coaching staff. So I have the Chargers at eight, and uh, that's my 10, 9, and 8. I think, Ben, you're at 9, and then you can go yeah. 9. You can so go nine. should I go 9, 8, 7? Sure. All right. Um, I also do want to say I had to look this up because I completely forgot. Eckler didn't get an extension, but they did revise his contract to be able to make more. So I completely forgot. I knew something happened, but I completely forgot what it was. I thought it might have been an extension. But um, for my number nine, I'm also going with the Denver Broncos. I, I mean, like you, you said, a lot of it too. Like you just think that they they you don't know what you're going to get with Russell Wilson. Yes, you have Sean Payton now, who if there's any guy to bring Russell Wilson back from the grave, it would be him. But it wasn't even just that Nathaniel Hackett was a bad coach last year. It was that Russ took steps back athletically and even just mentally. So you don't know what Russ you're going to get. That's the big question mark to me. But if he can, if he turns out to be the Russ that we knew in Seattle, this team will be a very good team. But then they still have that gauntlet of a division there and that amazing division where you can read in this comment the Raiders I have high hopes for them and I like the Raiders I, Raiders would not they would be a team that I wouldn't be shocked to be a little bit higher right but um, just because of this division I mean it's unbelievable the Chiefs they're not beating the Chiefs once in my opinion and probably they're probably at most splitting with then the Broncos and the Chargers so it, it's it's gonna be tough for the Raiders but Broncos, I just don't see them doing too much more. Number eight, I actually have the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, at eight. They were a tough one, and I'm going to do this eight and seven combined. I have the Chargers at seven. They, I was going back and forth on them a lot. I understand that the Jags had just beat them. I get that. I know that they're getting Calvin Ridley back. I, I know that they just drafted Harrison to, to help out that offensive line. Trevor Lawrence could take another step. The main thing for me with the Chargers is is – I'm excited to see Justin Herbert in a Kellen Moore offense. I really am. I think Kellen Moore is a phenomenal offensive coordinator. I know Brandon Staley's there, who that's the reason he's on there, honestly, at seven, because if they didn't have Brandon Staley and they had a, a good head coach, they'd probably be top five, in my opinion, in the AFC. But I'm going to have them at seven, eight. I, I just I need to see more consistency from this Jaguars team. That's for me. That's the number one thing. Chargers, yes, they have their own issues with – 
JC Jackson not working out, everything like that. But I, I, they, I still think Asante Samuel is solid. They got some solid players there. And I'm just excited to see again Herbert with a new offensive coordinator, hopefully improved, should be improved. Um, but there, those are my seven, eight, nine. It's it's a tough one there. I think that's a, that's another group, especially Jags and Chargers. Like I said, they can go any way. I can see them. I went back and forth all the time with them, but I'm going to go Jags eight, Chargers seven, and the Broncos at nine. All right, I'm going to give my seven <clears throat> on my seven, six, and five here. So my seven is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them going, you know, coming in at seven. I think they win the AFC South handily. I love I think Trevor Lawrence is top five quarterback potential if he can put it all together. I love Travis Etienne. Um, you know, he had a great debut second sophomore season. Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones. I mean, that those three receivers, man, like all right, I'm going to ask you a question, um, and this has just popped in my head. Would you rather have, uh, you know, because we don't we don't know who the Bills' wide receiver three is right now, but would you rather have Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, and Zay Jones, or Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, and let's go Cleo Shakir? Can I swap it with Kincaid and count him as the slot? No, because that changes a lot. Really, you think that changes a lot? You think you you really have that much? You, you not, have maybe not a lot. It changes it changes okay. it for me though. It changes at least the because if you it, right off the bat, if it's Shakir, give me the Jags. I mean, I'm sorry. Okay, Hardy. Jags. Okay, closer so, but Jags. Okay, so so you're so you think Kincaid? It's the like. Kincaid. It's 50-50 for flip, me. Flip a coin. Flip a coin. Yeah. The only and here's the other thing that I will say. I we don't know what Calvin Ridley's gonna come back looking like. That's the other thing with me. Right. I mean, I still think he'll be great. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I think he'll be a great receiver. But he's took taking a year off of football. We've seen what it does to guys when they take a year off, right? I mean, it really take can take him a little bit to get back. And even if he's not the same this year, he could again the in next year be better. Um, so I that's a good question. I, I don't know. I did. I'll you have to put that poll out after the show. Just put it out there. And see if it yeah. Out. Well, yeah. But the thing is when I put polls out, Ben, like I, I did, I did a poll is who's better Gabe Davis or Marquise Brown. And you know, Gabe Davis is good. It, it was 80. I think Gabe Davis, I would take him over Marquise Brown. I really would. I oh, would, unbi- but at the same time, for the vote was like 80 20. Like, I think it should have been closer. I think Marquise Brown is probably the better route runner, has more speed, probably, you know, has more explosive. I know Gabe Davis has been explosive, but Marquise Brown is electric. Like, it, there's there's a difference. Gabe Davis can win down the field, but Marquise Brown doesn't in a different way. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. The, the, the polls are tough. Um, but Calvin Ridley's stats actually, um, the year in 2021 or 20, 2020, uh, his last full season actually, because he only played five games in 2021. He went for thir- almost 1,400 yards and nine touchdowns with Matt Ryan. So, I mean, you forget about that. I really like this Jags team. I think they have the pieces. They, I love Doug Peterson. I think he's a very good coach. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's played in the big game. Uh, Brandon Sheriff's a very good right guard. You have Evan Ingram at the tight end position. And on, on the edge, you have Josh Allen, um, who terrorized Josh Allen when the Bills and Jags played each other. And obviously, Trevon Walker, hopefully he can take a step forward, former first overall pick. Um, the secondary is a little concerning. Um, no one really stands out to me there. I, I don't mind the safety situation with Rashawn Jenkins and Andre Sisco, but the defense is the only thing that's holding me back. But that offense, man, I'm telling you, if they can put it all together, Trevor Lawrence has a good year, they're, they're going to be special. And, and like Richard Rush said, they have a very easy schedule. My six, 
my sixth best, you know, and we're, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here, Ben. We're, we're getting close to that, that elite status, the teams that can maybe compete for a Super Bowl title at the end of the year. Uh, my six is the Miami Dolphins. Um, I, I, it came down for the Jet or the, to the Jets and my Dolphins for this spot. And what I figured, and I've been on this kind of wave this whole offseason, is one, I trust Aaron Rodgers more than Tua Tagovailoa, and two, I trust the Jets' defense more than the Dolphins. And that's why I, I get it. They added Jalen Ramsey. They have a good, you know, they have a very good roster on paper. They have, you know, one of the best one-two receiver combinations up right up there with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. The tight end situation is a little scary. Durham Smythe, he had like 100 yards, like just short of 200 yards last year. Um, can he be, you know, a solid over-the-middle guy to a love story over-the-middle? I think they're going to miss uh, Gasicki as much as he didn't do much in the run game. I think they're going to miss that. Um, they got, you know, Toronto Arbstead at left tackle. Their offensive line's okay. Defense, obviously, Christian Wilkins, Agba, Jalen Phillips, um, really good. They traded for Bradley Chubb, which I think was a total – overhaul i don't think i don't think it was a good move at all i think they would have been better off going after leonard floyd um in the offseason giving him some money instead of taking on bradley chubb and extending him and tell that money um so i i like what they do i like mike mcdaniel he's a he's an offensive you know he's got some offensive you know play style that he knows how to do and Tua likes doing it and they throw over the middle a lot and rely on a lot of you know anticipation throws which Tua does well and he does well. He has good touch on the sideline. He can anticipate over the middle well. But he hasn't shown me enough still. Um, he really hasn't. In the big games last year down the stretch against the Chargers, against the Niners, he just kind of melted down. Um, I, I didn't see him in the big game really show up. He played well against the Bills. I will give him that. He had a really good, you know, two-game stretch against the Bills. I think he played really well against us at home and away. Um, and then, obviously, rounding out the secondary, Howard, Ramsey, you know, Javon Holland, really good secondary. Vic Fangio, D.C., does that really matter? I don't know. I don't think it really matters that much as people are anticipating. So that's why the Dolphins are my sixth. And then rounding it off, like I said, the New York Jets at five. Dude, they put – they the Bills averaged 20.5 points a game last year. They held the Bills to 18.5 points per game last year in their two matchups. Aaron Rodgers, undoubtedly, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league still. Yes, he might have fallen off a little bit, but I think that also had to do with – their scheme last year, they were running the ball, you know, more and more. They have the, you know, one-two combo running back. So they're my five. I love the receiving room. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, McCole Hardman. I would ask the same question with the Jets too. Like, would you rather have Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, and McCole Hardman, or would you rather, you know, it, it's? I know it, I would still pick. I would probably pick that, the Bills. that one. I'd pick the Bills. But it's still close. It's closer than you think. I think Alan Lazard and Gabe Davis are kind of a wash. Garrett Wilson in his rookie year, I mean, was exceptional. Um, with, if you're with, asking me right now, Bills. If you're asking me for the future, Jets. Yeah, yeah. So I got I got the Jets at five. I, I think they're – and then their defense, obviously. I mean, dude, they just extended Quinn and Williams – uh, Carl Lawson, John Franklin Myers, C.J. Mosley, uh, Sauce Gardner, D.J. Reed. I mean, and, and Robert Sala, it, it, I love him as a coach. He's a defensive mind. I get it. Defensive minds are kind of you know, not, not as highly respected now that everyone needs to go offense, offense, offense. But the Jets are my five. I think they're going to be a contender. Do they make it? I don't know. They have a, you know, a tough start to the year. Their schedule is like bonkers, like insanely hard. Um, but that week one matchup, it's going to be a fun one, and uh, I can't wait. So that's a five. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I got six, five, four. A little bit different than you. 
Six, I'm going the Baltimore Ravens. Again, these three, I, I ha- could see them interchange, but I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. And this is one thing I think Ravens fans, every fan of the NFL needs to realize. Just because they might throw the ball more in this Ravens offense with now, now with Greg Roman gone and just Greg, Greg Roman gone being, being gone in general doesn't necessarily mean Lamar Jackson's going to be better. It, it doesn't. And I think a lot of people are saying that he will a hundred percent. How does he was an un, he was an MVP with Greg Roman an MVP. And I know we asked, you know, you, you people look back at the numbers and say they weren't as good as they really were, but he's, I mean, and, and uh, yes, I like Lamar Jackson. I love Lamar Jackson, but I just, I'm not, there's nothing about this team that excites me really. I love, I do love the Zay Flowers pick. I like Rashad Bateman. I, I'm not sold on him yet, but I like him. OBJ, obviously we know what he can do, but we also don't know now another year under his belt, older again, had injury problems. We don't know what you're going to get out of him a hundred. You don't really know fully. And it's just, I think with this whole Lamar situation, Harbaugh, Harbaugh fully has lost that fan base. I mean, I've seen it all day. These and It's been years now that they've been calling for, for not calling for his head, but just saying, what, what is the thought process with him a lot of times? So for me, I do like, I mean, Harbaugh's a great coach, right? He's won a Super Bowl. You can't say he's not a bad coach. But when you're looking at this team and you're looking at the situation with Lamar that happened and you're seeing all the stuff that's been going on with the Ravens and just with the risk of Odell Beckham Jr., the risk of just a new offensive coordinator, it, it's, it's risks all over the place. They still have a good team. I still think they're a playoff team. They still won this division, but I'm going to have them at six. Not by two too much, but I'm going to have them at six. At five, I got the same number five as you. I got the New York Jets. I got them right right behind the Miami Dolphins at four. Here's my reasoning. I trust Mike McDaniels more than I trust Robert Sala, and it's that simple. And it comes to as an overall head coach, especially with the talent they both have. I mean, Yes, they got Rodgers, but 40 years old Rodgers is not 40. It's not Tom Brady at 40. That's true. He'll still be a great quarterback, though. Like, we're not just going to say that he's not going to be a good quarterback. But it's just, I'm not sure what this offense is going to look like because they, yeah, they have a good receiving core. It's good. It's not, not by any means a top 15 receiving core. Maybe, well, maybe it is if I really looked at it, but they're, they're not a top 10. They brought in who, Ty Cobb, or not Ty Cobb. Um, Randall Cobb is going to be probably a big, big part of their offense because Aaron Rodgers loves him. Brees Hall, we don't know what he's going to be like when he comes back. That's that's my concerns. And their offensive line, it's bad. It's it's bad. And like you said, they have a tough start to the schedule. What happens if they start off struggling? Aaron Rodgers isn't looking too hot, and doesn't seem like he really cares about the game as much as he once did. I I just I'm concerned with that. That's my big thing with them is concerned with how everybody deals with everything. It's the New York, it's the New York press they're going to be dealing with. It's the New York just fans they're going to be dealing with. I still think they're going to be a playoff team as like a six or seven seed just because of the AFC East. But I think they'll be just below the Dolphins. Um, and I also, this Jack, the Jack, thing about Lamar Jackson, I really don't think Lamar Jackson misses too many games, if I'm being honest. Yeah, last year he missed a lot of games, but if you really look at his whole career, it's not really like that bad. Um, I mean, Josh Allen's missed some games too with injuries. He's played through injuries too, but again, Lamar, Lamar missed games partly due to the fact 
supposedly due to the fact that he wasn't happy with the organization. But I'm, I just got off on a little tangent. Um, but number four, Miami Dolphins. I'll do it go quick. I mean, I just I think that offense is going to be great. I'm excited to see it. Um, not against the Bills, but I'm excited to see it in general because they're just a fun offense to watch. I'm excited to see what this this secondary does, what Ramsey and Howard look like. So I, I just think that they'll finish just above the Jets, but I could see them again finishing just below as well. There they were another another two teams that I was having flip flop back and forth. So six Ravens, five Jets, four Dolphins, and I was all over the place there. But that's just that's just how I how I'm feeling there. All right, I'm gonna go. I'll just go four. I'll go four, and then we can do our top three together. Um, so that's that's what we're gonna roll with. My fourth is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I, I really do like Lamar Jackson um, as a player. I think he can do – people underrate him as a passer, and he's a, he's a really good runner. He can make plays happen. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, you know, very good running back combination. He's not throwing to Willie Sneed anymore. He's not throwing to, you know, you know guys that shouldn't even have been on a roster. They, they were picking up guys every year, just, you know, pulling these guys. They, they got a top three receiving unit of OBJ, Rashad Bateman, and Zay Flowers. If all those guys are on the field, that's one of the best. You have Nelson Aguilar and Devin Duvernay as well. So you got speed, speed, speed. Lamar Jackson has a cannon. Um, I, I like their defense. Is it as good as it used to be? Probably not. But I still like – they still have Patrick Queen. They traded for Roquan Smith. Kyle Hamilton hopefully, you know, takes a step forward, uh, you know, and then Marlon Humphrey, you know, Rocky Sin. I like their unit. I think they have the, four, you know, a, a very good roster. Obviously, Mark Andrews is still there. And then I like their offensive line, Ronnie Stanley, um, you know, Morgan, Morgan Moses, really good player. Patrick Ricard in the run game. So I really like the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're the fourth best team. I like their, you know, kind of schedule, their outlook. And I think they can really make a push. I think Lamar has a chip on his shoulder. He's got his contract now. So I could see it all coming together. He's finally got the weapons. Um, I could see them making a push for, you know, the, the thing that bothers me and worries me about the Ravens is the playoffs because Lamar has yet to really prove himself in the playoffs. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But going right now into this year, I think the Ravens are the fourth best team in the AFC. Um, so, Ben, we're getting to the top three. These are, you know, for sure, that you know, I would say the Super Bowl contenders. You want to include, you know, maybe maybe six or seven of these teams can get there. Maybe the top oh, six yeah. or seven, um, if it goes all right and you get lucky and you you stay healthy and you know luck goes your way. But I'll start okay. with my third. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I can't put them above the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, and I can't pick you know put them above the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't. Um, there, there's nothing, there's nothing really I can, I can say about, I know you guys want me to put them higher probably. Cause you know, there's probably a lot of bills oriented people in this chat that are going to listen to this on audio, but I have to put them at three. There's nothing I can do, um, in terms of, you know, moving them up. I, I think they have a good roster. Josh Allen is a very good quarterback. You know, you can have the conversation, Alan Burrow. I think Alan's the more talented one. Now, who would I rather have? That's a different story. I would rather have Alan, but if you make an argument that you'd rather have Burrow, I'm not going to sit here and be like, that's crazy because the guys won at every single level. Um, but there's big question marks for the Bills this year. What? Who's the wide receiver three? Who fills the slot position? Do they do it by committee? They, do they, you know, find a guy in training camp? Who wins the right guard battle? Um, is Deion Dawkins still, you know, playing elite football? Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde, are they going to fall off or take a step back? Um, the middle linebacker position, you lose Tremaine Edmonds, you lose Leslie Frazier. There's a lot of things, uh, you know, that are 
that are concerning. And there's a lot of positives. You had the best quarterback. You have one of the best receivers. You have consistent coaching. You've been elite the last four or five years. You have a really good, you know, culture. You, your guys get along. They mesh well. They play together. Your defense is always elite. But it hasn't gotten it done in January. That's one of another concerns. So I'm going to put them at three. I think they're a really good football team. They have what it takes to win the Super Bowl year in, year out. The window will not close as long as Josh Allen's in a Bills uniform. But I'm going to stick with the Bills at three. I'm going to agree with you. I, 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 again, like you said, I know probably everybody that's going to listen to this is going to, a lot of them are probably going to be mad, but there's two teams in the NFL that the Buffalo Bills cannot say anything to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know that they've beat them in the regular season, but guess what? Nobody cares. Um, and the Cincinnati Bengals. And it, that's just facts. You cannot, we cannot sit here and say they're 100% better because. What have the, what have we done to prove that? Not much. Two years ago, the Bengals were in the Super Bowl. This past year, they beat us in the playoffs. It, it it's you can't. It, it, for me, it's just yes. Do I think they can beat them? Hundred percent. Do I think they can end the season better than them? Bills can win the Super Bowl. But right now, until the season starts and we get to there, until they beat the Bengals in Cincinnati this season or unless the Bengals fall apart somehow, but I'm going to expect until they beat them in the regular season. And then again, in the playoffs, they're not without a doubt better. It's a good question. I still think that you can have the Bengals be numbered um, number two in front of them, which I guess I'll just go with it. That's my number two is the Cincinnati Bengals, which I think it's probably, probably the same as you, but it's just, I don't see what, why, why people hate on the Bengals so much. I mean, yes, I get, I get it. They're, they're the team that everybody's comparing the Bills to. It's like, oh, the Bills are the Bengals. Who's the second best team in the AFC? But you can't blame people for putting them ahead of them. It's that simple. I mean, do I now would I say, would I think it's crazy that people put the Bills at two? No, I don't think that's crazy at all. I think they could, again, be very easily finished there. But right now, they, you can't say anything. They, they just blew us out in the playoffs and. They they were already winning that game, the Demar Hamlin game. I know it was early, but they were already winning it, and they were already driving down the field again. So, I think they can beat them. I think that they can end up being at two for the Bills, but right now I'm going to put them at three. Yeah, I have the same. Um, you know, number two, obviously the the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they've proven that they're not like Joe Burrow is not like. Yes, he's not going to wow you, and he's not going to be like this like guy that can get you over the top, but he plays smart football. The defense has carried them. Their defensive coordinators had a great game plan, you know, game in, game out. They, you know, beat the Chiefs down 21 to three at one point. They held the Buffalo Bills, who averaged 20 and a half points a game to 10 points. Um, so their defense has played very well. I know they get 21 points and a half, but when you're in, you know, Arrowhead and you allow three points in, in a half of football and win 27, 24, that's more indicative of the defense to me than the offense. I know the offense had to get to 27 and I, you know, I give Joe Burrow's credit, but their defense also is just as scary. They did lose, you know, a couple of free agents. Uh, their, their starting safeties, Von Bell and Jesse Bates, the third that could come into play. I think that's, those, those are big losses for a team that Jesse Bates is one of, you know, a leader for that roster, that organization for years. Uh, but you, know, you can't beat Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. It's the best three receivers in football on the same team. Um, in terms of like the best right receiver trio. And then, you know, Irv Smith Jr., athletically gifted. I know he's 
been up and down and inconsistent, but Joe Burrow loves his tight ends. He liked CJ Ozama. Where, what's he doing now? Uh, he's on the Jets and doesn't really get much run and playing time. Um, and then he made Hayden or not Hayden Hurst. He played with you know really well. So he's done very good with the tight ends he's been dealt with, and I expect that to continue. They you know added Orlando Brown Jr. They have Jonah Williams at the right tackle, so they've kind of fixed up the the offensive line. It's not great, but it's better than it was his rookie year when he was running for his life, and it, it also in his you know second year too or whatever. Um, so and then Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson. So th- their their DNs are very good. DJ Reader, very good defensive tackle. They retained Jermaine Pratt, which I didn't think was possible. I thought he was on the fly, and he ended up you know resigning them. Uh, they ended up resigning him, and then the secondary. Doesn't wow me, but, you know, they have a good front seven and the secondary I don't think needs to be great because their front seven is very talented. So the Bengals, the team that they're they're going to be a team that if you want to win, the Bills are going to have to get through. And I think they can. Uh, I think it was very interesting that Pat Mahomes, I'm actually watching it tonight, uh, the, the Netflix quarterback addiction or addition. I'm actually watching that tonight. But Mahomes, Mahomes is like, I'd rather play the Bills. They're an easier matchup, but I want to play the Bengals because they're the better team and I think they're going to win. So, like, I get it. Maybe, maybe Mahomes' opinion doesn't matter. And maybe that's just like, whatever. Like, he can think what he wants. But for, for the best quarterback and a team that's played the Bills over and over again and has been in battles with the Bills over and over again, for him to be like, I want the Bengals because they're the harder opponent, but if the Bills win, that's cool. But I think the Bengals are going to win because they're the better team. If that, I'm not saying that's maybe a narrative around the league, but maybe the Bengals are a more respected and more feared team than the Bills right now. Like maybe, maybe in the AFC going into Cincy and playing, you know, the Bengals is, is a scarier thought to players in the NFL rather than going into, you know, New Era field where the Bills have struggled at times at home and have laid an egg. Uh, it happened in, you know, year in, year out, they've laid eggs at home. So maybe there is, that fear, and then obviously the number one team, Ben. You can say it at the same time if you want. It's the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I, I'm, we can give one reason. I mean, if there's one reason. It's, it's pretty. It's Patrick Mahomes. There's two: but, Andy Reid well, and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> but, yeah. but the main reason being Patrick Mahomes. Like I, I'm and Travis Kelsey. Those three guys, honestly. Like if you like, I would put them in the same. Like Pat Mahomes, maybe a tier above them, but I put them all in the same. Yeah, so, I mean, you have a quarterback that has the very easily the potential to be the, go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. Here he is. I, I think skill wise he is. <laughs> Career wise we'll we'll find out, but right. He's on he's on the path to it. Yeah. Um so I and it sucks that again it's another team that has to continue to beat the Bills now that we're good. It's another quarterback that's coming into the that came into the league and is now the greatest quarterback in the league. Um but yeah I mean it's it's pretty simple, right? I mean it's it's Got it's just got to be, got to be the Chiefs. I don't see Pat, if Patrick Mahomes like it's 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 just unbelievable how good they are. That's like the, the how good he is. That's the crazy part. And I was actually going to say something about this comment real quick. Josh Allen, I'm sorry, but if Josh Allen's on the Buffalo Bills, their window's not closed. It's it's just that that simple, in my opinion. Um, I know that, that I know a lot of people are saying the window's going to close, but we've been saying it for the past two years now. Um, and we're going to say it next year and we're going to say it the year after that and the year after that, and it's not going to close. It's going to continue to be one where they're going to continue to be one of the best teams in the league, at least in the AFC. Um, but yeah, I, that's all I have to say about that. Cause I don't want to get too much into that. Cause we, I know we just went on, I went on a little side tangent, but yeah, chiefs number one, it's that simple Patrick Mahomes. There's a reason he just won best male athlete at the Aspies, I believe. You're muted, by the way. 
over Jokic. Um, yeah, I'll, you know, he won over Jokic and stuff like that. So I, I wanted Jokic just because I think it's a you know tremendous story. And I don't think he's a guy that you know. Actually, another aspect of where that was crazy was the Caitlin Clark uh, thing. She didn't win the breakthrough athlete. Uh, the girl from LSU, uh, Reese, won it. And like I, I get it because yeah, she won the Natty and she actually played really well. And I actually looked up her stats, but Caitlin Clark, man, like maybe because she wasn't a breakthrough athlete because she was already like relevant in 2021. But like Caitlin Clark, dude, like I, I'm not gonna lie, since Skylar Diggins was at Notre Dame, I didn't really pay attention to women's bat like college basketball, dude. She Caitlin Clark, like, I, I would like like surround myself like, dude, I want to watch this chick. Like she's like she is the truth. Like she's good. She can pull from anywhere. She can shoot. So that was another one that I was like, surprised about. But yeah, um, Mahomes winning, you know, best athlete. Pretty incredible. The, the receiving core does bother me a little bit for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, yes, I know they always figure find a way to figure it out, and I get it. They drafted Rasheed Rice from SMU, a guy that can't really separate, but he can go up and get the ball and make contested catches. Um, you know, but there's top three. I mean, Kadarius Tony, you know, MVS and Sky Moore. Is that great? No, uh, I would rather you know of those six, five, six teams we just mentioned. I'd probably take all those receiving cores over them. Now I get it. You have Travis Kelsey to balance that out, but he's only getting older. So I do have some concerns. I think their offensive line's great. Their scheme's great. They still have Chris Jones, Willie Gay, and Nick Bolton is a great linebacking you know duo. Two guys that are you know very good. Um, you know Justin Reed, safety, Legere Sneed, Trent McDuffie. So I like their their defense. Um, they're going to find ways to stay competitive. They don't need to be great. They just need to be good. So Chiefs number one, Super Bowl champs. Um, until somebody think, until somebody knocks them off, they got to be there, right? Like it's, yeah, yeah. There's there's it's not even up for debate. Um, but Ben, it's been a, a great show for all of you listening on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate it. Um, it's been. It's been good seeing to, you know, get the audio views and check out those and see how many people are tuning in. I really appreciate that. Please continue the support. Um, it really, you know, get, makes me happy. Honestly, it makes me happy to see the numbers and all that stuff. So I need to get, you know, get some reps in here before training camp and, uh, you know, training camp two weeks away. Um, quick announcement. I am moving my show starting July 24th uh, to Monday. So it'll be Monday at seven. I'm very excited because that is, you know, 9-11 uh Packers Bills meet me there seven o'clock I'll have the pregame show ready for you um so I'm really excited about that so my show will be starting July 24th on Monday I will have a live show from St. John Fisher um July or August 1st uh, that Monday of the first Monday of training camp so stay tuned for that Ben thanks for coming on any last thoughts any last words yeah, just thanks for having me. It was a fun show. Um, and I mean, it's always obviously talking to me and you always go back and forth and everything, even off off video, um, offline and everything. But yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, you'll have to you'll have to hop on Buffalo Sports Banter soon. Yeah, sure. Sure will. Um, I appreciate uh, all the views, all the comments. Thank you all for tuning in. It's been another episode of AJ's Analysis. Um, I'm, I'm very excited for what's to come. Finally, you know, we're, we're almost past that dead part. It's all, We're almost there. Um, so, again, appreciate everybody tuning in. Until next time, uh, I'll see you guys later. Uh, ben, I know you're going to say it because on Shoop and AJ, he said it every time. I didn't. So, uh, until next time, see you later. Go ahead, Ben. Go Bills. All right. See you guys next time.